HSA and FSA are more often than not something you know of but truly don't understand what exactly it is. Better yet, you may know exactly what it is, but do you know how to best apply each to your current situation? Well, that's where this week's episode is here to help. This week, I discuss the HSA, or Health Savings Account, and FSA, Flexible Spending Account, not only giving you an understanding of what each are and the pros and cons, but also give real-life examples that can help you decide if one or any are right for your current situation. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control, ourselves. Hey, how's it going? Hope everybody's doing good this week. It is another week of the Financial Mirror, and I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in that's currently watching live. I truly appreciate it. Um, And anyone that's catching us on a podcast... I'm glad to have you. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to jump right in. I've got a lot to cover and I'm really, really excited about uh, this episode. I mean, let's be honest, I'm really excited about all the episodes, but uh, this one, this one I think is very, very interesting. And and I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this whole episode with the simple fact that uh, you can see uh, by the title, should you invest in an HSA or FSA? Um, and I, I think that as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I really started to think about it. I, I've, I've been asked this question many, many of times. Uh, what is an HSA? What's an FSA? Should I invest? Should I not invest? So hopefully this week um, you walk away with a much, much clearer picture about should you actually invest in one of these accounts? Um, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you that that they're not for everybody. They do they do hold their place, uh, but there's some great great advantages to doing it. So um, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, you I, some people may have never heard about an HSA or an FSA or whatever. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe you're paying into it with your employer and you just don't really know what it is. Um, most employers do offer these types of accounts. In, in my experience, most of the benefits, packages, pamphlets or whatever, they don't really give a good, clear picture of just how these things work. So don't worry. Here at the Financial Mirror, I have you covered. You will walk away from this and you will know uh, at least, at least briefly, know uh, what what sort of the the two type major types of accounts are HSA, FSA. Uh, they're not just uh, two three letter acronyms that you see uh, on your benefits welcome package or whatever, uh, but they actually do have value and they do have a, a meaning. Um, so, they uh, before I jump in, I, I want to say there's these two things they have very similar characteristics. Um, but they do offer a much slightly different, uh, benefit type, I guess you could say. And one's going to help you slightly more than the other. Uh, and I'm not saying that one is better than the other. So let's, let me be clear to say that one of these is not better than the other. They just have to be applied to your life and your current financial situation. And that's where it is key. Um, 
I'm going to navigate each one individually. Uh, I'm going to go over some examples of how you can leverage them to your benefit. The whole point of that example is not to sell you on one or the other. It's really not. It's, it's, it's all about ensuring that you have some, you know, some real life examples that you can take and then you can say, okay, I can, I can see how that, that applies to my life or, oh, I can see how I could apply that to my situation. Uh, That's really what that is all about. It has, uh, it's not going to be like, you know, these mind blowing, uh, examples and you're going to walk away from here and be like, oh, I want to, I want a million in HSA. No, you're just going to, you're going to hopefully walk away and say, okay, I, I understand. I see how one of these is better than the other to me. Um, and then you can start to leverage that to your benefit. So the great part about them both is that they do offer a wide variety of things from tax advantages to possible employer matching, uh, to different things that you can spend the money on. Uh, but best of all, they can all easily be set up to each and every individual need. Uh, so I want to start off by saying that if you ever need any help uh, with setting up your HSA or FS, uh, FSA, contact me, thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact, and I can provide you personal financial coaching to get you started and answer any questions that you have uh, about setting up one of these accounts. And uh, now let's answer all all of your questions about HSA and FSA. Let's jump in. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So what are these savings accounts? Um, Before going into just major extreme details on the two, I want to quickly tell you what these accounts are. So uh, the biggest thing about these accounts is is that they they both offer a sort of savings account style approach to your healthcare cost that you know that isn't all it is but more you know in this simplistic terms a simplistic definition a health savings account and a flexible spending account both offer uh, a very simplistic savings account for healthcare costs. Now you're like, well, I don't go to the doctor. Okay, cool. (laughs) Neat, neat story. Or you can say, oh, I, you know, I I have really low deductibles and you know, I only have a $50 deductible or some crazy number. Okay, cool. Neat story. That doesn't mean that these are not helpful to you. They could still easily apply. So, uh, that's, that's where, that's where I, I, I think that a lot of times these get a bad rap, uh, for being the savings accounts of things. Well, I don't use health. I don't need health, um, healthcare savings account. I don't need, I don't spend that much money on healthcare. Okay, cool. I hear you, but that doesn't mean don't count it out just yet. 
All right. So if you if you were about to turn it off, like, oh yeah, okay, oh, the health savings account, yeah, I don't I don't use I don't even go to the doctor. Like I mean, I mean, what am I going to use that for? Hold on, hold your horses. I'm telling you, they're much more than that. Um, they do both serve a purpose, and you've got to look at your individual situation to determine uh, which one is actually is actually best suited for you. So um, I'm going to start off. Um, with the FSA. All right. I'm going to start off with the FSA. And what I want to say is which one I'm starting with and which one I'm finishing with. Neither. I'm being dead honest, right up here up front. I'm telling you not one is better than the other. They, they each have a purpose. One is going to apply to you more than the other is going to apply to you. And that is the part I want you to walk away from this with. I want you to walk away with the fact that one's more applicable to you, not one's better than the other. Okay. So we're going to start off with the FSA. So a flexible spending account. All right. Um, it is, this is going to lay the groundwork for the HSA because it, it does serve as a great comparison uh, foundation for uh, everything we're going to talk about. So with this one, flexible spending account, the thing I want you to remember when we're talking flexible spending account, I want you to remember flexible is flexible every year. Okay. I want to, I want you to remember that because the one thing I want you to remember is use it or lose it. That's a very, very important part of the flexible spending account. Now, uh, you can roll over about $500, not about it is $500. You can roll that over per, uh, the IRS, uh, uh, you know, allowed limit, but this is a use it or lose it account. So, don't turn, don't let that turn you away from this, right? Because I can explain it does serve, this account serves a purpose and it serves a big purpose. And that's the part that I want you to walk away with. So the down and dirty of the FSA is that uh, you have a contribution limit is $2,750 a year. Now, uh, I've also seen that they up the, there's a dependent care flexible spending account. And I saw they up the, the contribution limit on that to 10,500. Um, so I, I want you, I want that to be in your head for a second. So contribution limit for the FSA is 2,750. And like I said, I saw where they up the dependent care flexible spending account, which is just a, a subsidiary, uh, spending, uh, FSA type of account, uh, to 10,500. So who is eligible for an FSA? Very important because not everyone is eligible for an FSA. So anyone that works for an employer as part of like a benefits package, you can enroll in an FSA. And the reason for that is, is because the FSA belongs to the employer. You just use the money. Okay. You contribute to say, I want this much money, but it technically is with your employer. The money stays with your employer all the time. You're just spending what you've put in. Okay. Sometimes they match. Sometimes, you know, there's, there's ton, it all depends on your company. It all depends on your employer, but ultimately the money stays with your employer. So if you, if you contribute for six months and you leave the company, that money stays with the employer. Okay. That's very important when you're talking about the FSA, use it or lose it every year. It goes away. Like I said, you can roll over 500, but every year it goes away. So if you don't spend it, it does go away. Very important. Self-employed people are not eligible for this. Like I said, it stays with your employer. So if you're self-employed, you are your own employer. So you, unless you're, you're, you have employees, uh, which would make you not self-employed, <laughs> you, you would now be, you know, running some kind of business somewhere. Um, 
you know, if you had employees, uh, they can enroll in these type of things if you offer that in a benefits package. But self-employed does not get FSA. So employer benefits package, look at it. If you they offer it at your company that you work for, boom, flexible spending account uh, is an option for you. So how do you enroll? Well, it's determined by your employer really, but the main thing that you need to be ready to determine is first off, when is your open enrollment season? You do have to enroll with this in an open enrollment season, unless you're a new hire. Um, then there's some, there's obviously some, some changing in there. And the other thing about this is you need to know how much you're going to contribute to this account, this flexible spending account. You need to know how much you're going to contribute for the year. The reason that is, is because you cannot change it halfway through the year. You can't say, well, I've been contributing. Uh, I want to contribute a thousand dollars and halfway through you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I don't really want a thousand dollars. I'm going to change it. You cannot do that. You've already committed yourself to a thousand dollars. Okay. So you can't change it. That, that means when you enroll, you, ha you have to know how much you're going to contribute because it can't be changed until the next open enrollment time frame, whenever that is. So what's the benefit? I've said all these things and you're like, okay, this whole thing I'm using, I'm either using or losing it. I don't want to lose my money. Um, uh, I, it doesn't roll over. It, it, it belongs to the employers or I'm stuck with the job. If I put money in, like what is beneficial about this? Well, the biggest benefit of the FSA is that you can determine known medical expenses, right? And you can use your FSA to pay for those known medical expenses with tax-free money. All the money that goes in there is tax-free. All the money that comes out of that account is tax-free. So what does that mean? Well, it simply means that uh, for this is just some examples. Let's say that um, with my insurance, I have a $200 deductible that I have to pay. I wear glasses and I have a $200 deductible that I have to pay to get my glasses every year. And I have a I have to buy contacts. I don't know how much contacts are, but let's say they're uh, $100 every three months. Right. Let's just I'm just guessing that. So let's say it's $400. Right. Let's say that I have the 400 plus the 200, let's say $600, right? I'm going to spend that every year because I want my new glasses and I want my contacts, right? Well, let's say that I also uh, routinely, um, ha I, 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 routinely I go to the doctor three times a year. My copay is 20, $25. There's 75. Let me round that up. Let's go four times a year at $25 to a hundred, right? So now what do we have? We have the 400, the 200, and the 100. So we're at $700. I know that I'm going to spend that every year. If I know that, that's the known qualifying expense. I know I can contribute $700 to my FSA every single year, and I'm going to be able to spend that, right? So now that means my glasses are tax-free, besides the sale tax, but the income that I pay for the glasses with is tax-free. The income that I pay for the contacts with is tax-free. The income that I pay for those doctor's visits is tax-free. So that's, that's taking a situation that I know I'm going to spend money in XYZ places. Let me spend that money in a tax-free manner, right? That's what this FSA is about. And, and that's, and that's the biggest benefit is because you're spending Known expenses, you're spending tax-free money on it, 
Like you've never paid tax on it. No income tax, no tax, no income tax or no taxes on the money when it's leaving. It's, it's tax free money, right? Normally, the other benefit is it works like a debit card. It has a debit card linked to the account. So when you're paying for these expenses, it's not like it's difficult. There's no claims. There's no nothing. You're swiping and then you're, it's, they're going to validate it's a qualifying medical purchase. That's it. Now, I have an example for you. And this shows you um, what a with and without a flexible spending account, how you actually save money just by utilizing. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'm going to try to walk this through uh, with audio. Uh, but if you're looking at this on the screen, you can see it as I'm running through it. But this individual has a $32,000 salary. I'm not going to break down all the stuff verbatim. But what I want to say is this. After, after taxes... And after the uh, FSA contributions, which in this case, in this case, the con- the amount that was paid was their known expense was three thousand. They paid a thousand for health care, and they paid two thousand for uh, dependent care or or, or child care, like uh, daycare or something for their children. So $3,000, they knew that's their known expense. They have a $32,000 salary. When you break all that out, they knew that up front, they're going to have $3,000. So they set $1,000 or they set $3,000 into their FSA, right? 1000 healthcare FS or the FSA and then the other into the, uh, you'll see DC FSA uh, for dependent care flexible spending account. Either way, their dependent care account, their health care account, they put $3,000 into it. $32,000 salary, same taxes, same expenses, same everything. This person um, walked away with a $651 savings, right? So, And, th- and they were going to have to spend that money anyways. So why not spend it tax-free? And that's just a very simple example of how that tax-free makes a difference, right? They had to spend $3,000. That $3,000, when you take their taxes away, that's how they saved all that extra money. And that's very important to understand, very important to understand that that's free money for you. So HSA, what about it? The big thing on the HSA, I'm going to go right into it. And I want you to keep up because it's not that much diff- much different than the FSA in, in um, type, but there's a lot of different benefits and requirements. And I say that to both, benefits and requirements. So I discussed the FSA, and you're probably now thinking, okay, I see how these kind of work. HSA is in a very broad stroke pretty much the same. But there are some very key differences to bring up that I want to make sure that you understand. So the down and dirty of this one, the IRS has a contribution limit on the account uh, to $35.50 for individuals, $7,100 for families. Okay, who's eligible? Here's the kicker for this one. This one is not as straightforward on who is eligible, and I wanna I wanna make sure that you understand this. Um, who is eligible is anyone that has a um, anyone that has a high deductible health plan, an HDHP, if you have a high deductible health plan, you qualify. So in simplistic terms, this means that your health insurance plan has a super duper high deductible, right? Minimum deductible for individuals is $1,400. Minimum deductible for families is $2,800, right? 
Super high deductible, right? What comes with high deductibles? Lower premiums. So in simplistic terms, if you have that really high deductible and you enroll in this plan, you have lower premiums and then you can you can use the HSA. So I'm going to get into why that's beneficial or how that can be beneficial. Okay. So first off, how do you enroll? Well, many employers, they will offer the HSA in their benefits package as well. Um, but you can also, for this one, you can also open one through banks and vendors, uh, other, other places out there. It doesn't have to be through your employer because you'll see this is your money and it's always your money. So this is a, an added benefit here. So Benefits of the HSA. Remember I said you must have a high deductible health plan. You must have a high deductible health plan to qualify. So you let's say you meet that. Okay, I have the high deductible health plan, which is a minimum deductible of fourteen hundred for the individual, twenty eight hundred for the family. Now what what do I benefit? Why do I benefit off of the HSA? Well, the biggest benefit is that this is a safe haven from taxes. Once again, income taxes, don't touch this money if you spend it on qualifying purchases. I say that because the money going in is tax-free, the money coming out is tax-free forever and always. The other benefit of this one, like I said, that's the same as FSA, tax-free coming in, tax-free going out. But the other benefit is that this is not a use it or lose it account, meaning you may continue to contribute to this same account and the money will continue to grow tax-free and remain tax-free as long as you only spend it on qualifying purchases. Okay. If you have to withdraw from this account to not spend it on qualifying purchase, you'll pay income tax on it. Okay. Straightforward. However, I'm going to tie this all together for you real quick and how an HSA kind of works. This is a continuous investing opportunity, right? So it's very important that you continue to invest in this. Your health insurance plan deductible is high. And that's important to remember because knowing that if something happens, you're going to have a higher deductible. But you've been saving for that day. Like when that day comes, you've been saving for that day. You've been contributing tax-free for a year, maybe more, and now you need it. You've been saving on your premium because your premium is lower. You've been saving t income tax. Uh, you've been you've been avoiding income tax on this money because the money going in is tax-free. So when you've put all this money into this account, tax-free, lower premium, which is keeping more money in your pocket, and now it's in the account, and now you need it. You go to the doctor, you have this high deductible, and boom, it hits that HSA account, tax-free, right? All this is tax-free, and that's so important. You save every month on your premium. You save on income tax, dropping your taxable uh, uh, income every single year. And you may not, if you don't go to the doctor often, this account could grow and grow and grow. So let's say that for you know you, you're young and you're healthy and you're putting away money tax-free for maybe twenty or thirty years. You have to dibble and dabble in it every once in a while. But you're going to create this nice tax-free nest egg, and that's going to be there for you when it's when you get older and maybe health conditions start to set in, or uh, you do have increased uh, healthcare costs or something of that nature. Maybe 20 or 30 years later, this could be a very big account. You now have that to pay for your healthcare costs tax-free. You see what I'm saying? 
it has a benefit, but it's a much longer added benefit. And that's the reason why the HSA can be very, very important. You can stop contributing to it. If it gets to a certain point and you're like, okay, I'm not ever using this thing and I want more, you know, of my income to come back to my pocket or whatever. A financial coach is, is very, very important, you know, when, when, when you're really just come bowling everything down and, and staying in touch with your finances. But um, if you decided that, cool, maybe you never contribute. Maybe both of these are like, okay, I see the benefit, but I don't really see either one as being me exactly. Perfect. But this HSA is a great way to put your money into another vehicle, not having to pay income tax on it. And that's that's the long story short of it. It's not going to be a use it or lose it. There's even possible employer matching with the HSA, which is another free money benefit. It's just like a 401k at that point. You're putting money in, your employer is giving you some kind of match. Boom, you're you're there, right? So you here's an, here's another example, a very basic example. Once again, if you're on the uh, podcast, I'll walk you through. So side by side of someone making sixty thousand um, dollars, they're contributing. Uh, $6,650 into their HSA, um, which is a family coverage amount. They have a 30% tax rate. So pretty much their um, net pay is 42000 for um without the HSA. So just by paying taxes on gross income, 30% tax on gross income, their net pay is 42,000. But then let's say they have their 6,650 that they need to spend on uh, some kind of healthcare expense. That drops their take-home pay that year down to 35,350. With the HSA, that same 60,000, they contribute to their HSA up front, which is uh, tax-free. Now they're only paying taxes on fifty three thousand three hundred and fifty, which is a tax rate of sixteen, uh, or tax rate thirty percent, which is sixteen thousand. That gives their take home pay thirty seven thousand three hundred forty five. So by paying their uh, medical expenses up front into that HSA tax free, um, their take home pay saves them about two thousand dollars that year. So you can see how important uh, or, or how, how beneficial the HSA can be. Uh, but that's sort of how it works. The long story short, when you're tying these things together, uh, the biggest thing to remember is that one is going to be better for you than the other. And I think that's the part that you really, really, really have to understand. One of them is going to be better for you. Let's say that, uh, for instance, I, I didn't really touch on it, but I, I think I will right here just so you can sort of understand there's a dependent care, flexible spending account. And maybe that's where if you're, if your employer offers the dependent care, flexible spending account, maybe that's all that you invest in, right? Like I said, they up the, they up the amount to, um, 10,500 a year, right? So let's say that you, you're currently spending like $5,000 in daycare expenses for your child. Well, Good thing for you is you could put $5,000 into a dependent care flexible spending account. And then that that child care is uh, in the FSA only. This isn't in an HSA. This is in the FSA, the DC FSA specifically. That can be tax-free money that you're paying for your daycare with for your children, right? So there's tons of benefits out there. 
Uh, flexible spending accounts, how I look at it is more of a, let me sit down at the beginning of the year, write down my known expenses and let that's my plan. And I'm going to use this FSA just to create tax-free money to pay for these things. I know I've got to pay for that's broad stroke. That's how I look at an FSA. An HSA, I look at more as, as an investment account. I'm going to, I'm going to increase my deductible, decreasing my premium, I'm going to save money off the premium and I'm going to have this extra money tax free. I'm going to save money on the income tax that's going into this HSA. And that allows for me to be able to um, utilize this uh, vehicle, right? This investment vehicle to have some tax free money that I can use for all medical expenses, you know, in the future, not just now, but in the future. So, that's sort of broad stroke how I go through that thing. And I want you to understand that the qualified expenses for both of these plans are pretty straightforward. However, they do change. So keeping up with that um, is very important. There are tons of resources out there. Normally, the best place to look for qualifying purchases is in your benefits package uh, with whatever plan you sign up for, whether it's the FSA, the DCFSA, uh which you normally sign up for the FSA and then you would, uh, it's like a subsidiary is, uh, the DC or dependent care flexible spending account. Uh, but the best place to look is inside of those brochures, inside of those packets, inside of them FAQs so that you can see exactly what it is that comes with your package. And that's the part that I truly wanted to make sure that I attack, make sure that I give you the information on, because honestly, if you can, if one of these work for you, they're a great, great benefit for the tax advantages that they offer. So that's the part that I think a lot of people miss out on because they do have all these purchases that they're going to spend, that they know they're going to spend. And instead of using one of these FSAs or these HSAs, they use the money that they've paid income tax on, right? They paid for, in our example, 30% income tax on and then had to spend uh, the same amount of money that could have been tax-free, right? So that's where I think it's very important, very crucial to understand that basic concept because it does help you so much in the long run. Every year, those all those savings we saw, that $2,000, that 600 and some odd dollars, those are savings every year. Can you can you see how those can add up exponentially if you continue to do it year over year, paying for those known expenses every single time? Uh, it's truly a benefit. Truly a benefit. Uh, hopefully, this clears it up. Uh, maybe if you if you wanted to sign up but you didn't, go check it out with your employer. See if see if it's time to sign up for FSA or HSA. If you see one is better than the other, uh, but it's very important to to. Check out when your open enrollment periods are. Check out when you can enroll in these things. If you see a plan that you like or you see a plan that you can see some added benefit, go enroll in it. It's truly a good tax advantage. Uh, you can see how I started at the beginning. One is not better than the other. One is just better for you than the other. And that's the part I want you to remember. One is better for you than the other. And maybe the one that's better for you is none at all. All right. So that's that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I think the most important part of these plans is that 
The only way to see the value in it is to understand how it applies to your situation. If you've never sat down and understood why you're putting as much into the plan as you currently are, if you already are enrolled, or if you don't know expense or covered by each plan, you may have just been throwing money away. If you if you're not spending the money every year, or if you, or if, you know an FSA, or or you have an HSA that's just growing, and you have been wasting time and money not spending that money on qualifying purchase you you truly 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 should relook that um if through this you realized by any stretch of the amount oh the the quote on there take care of your body i threw this quote up uh for anyone that's on the podcast but take care of your body is the only place you have to live so that's that's important and that's how an hsa if there's if there's i was gonna i was gonna say that um the the, the big thing is this is a great tax haven, but it's also a great way if you maybe struggle penny and dime in your way on, I'll skip that you know medication or I'll skip that, that exam or I'll skip that doctor's visit or whatever because I don't have enough money. Maybe this is a good way to just, to just trim a little bit of the fat off the budget and get a little extra money to put in your pocket to be able to take care of yourself because it's very important. Taking care of yourself, taking care of uh, your health is very, very important. So if through this whole entire episode, you realize that you could use a professional look at your current situation to build a personal plan uh, for you to start saving money out of one of these plans or any other uh, financial advice or financial um, assistance that you may need, a financial coach could really benefit you. Uh, I serve as a financial coach and you can get in touch with me by going to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact. Fill out that contact form and all of a sudden you'll get an email right back from me um, and we'll get in touch and I will start working with you through your personal situation and get you started on where you're trying to go today. Uh, I hope you walked away with a better understanding of both of these plans, truly. And I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Everyone that's watching this live, I truly appreciate you, you tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share with anyone that you think could use this information. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you. Once again, thank you. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review and a written comment. Both of those go truly, truly, truly a long way. Uh, once again, thank you. Until next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves change our mentality and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned regardless of your platform help us grow as a community please like subscribe and share with the people in your lives